Welcome. This service is provided by freeconferencecall.com. Please enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. The recording has started. A few minutes to hop on and jump into the agenda. Um, yeah, yeah, let me just, let me do that. Did you get my message about what I sent to Heath earlier, Don? I did get that message. Okay. All right. So I we'll, had a we'll run. With, I was going to say I had a personal conversation with Dana and Joy. And um, so those were the only good. other two that I'm aware of that were scheduled. So. Okay. Good, good. That was what – so I just want to make sure when we got through here, kind of run through it with everybody that we have – time to that you would follow up with those that might not be on the call that could be affected by that so All right, dude, it's it's after two o'clock. What are we doing? We got a room I wanted to, <laughs> Well, it, 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 I was, uh, yeah. I was Either you're going to have to dance or, or <laughs> Everybody's going to go to sleep if I don't start doing something, what you say? Yeah. They <laughs> start <gotta> checking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I actually was hoping to get to do that and get that out of the way just so we can have it done, but I don't think we have everybody on, so we'll just kind of go and, um, and and circle back around to that. I, is there anybody, everybody, Don, that that happened, that, that everybody that's going to be affected by that in the region, you've already had a conversation with, the, with them already, right? Correct. Or is there somebody that we hadn't? Nope. I've talked to both of them. It was only two people that were on that spreadsheet. Talked to both of them. Okay. And um Okay. So Perfect. The only So I can just share this just to make sure that there's not somebody that's affected by it and and then we'll go from there. So Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. So guys, if y'all want to go ahead and get started, um who all do we have on so far? Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Yeah, Jeremy. Walter. Okay. All right. Um, and Don, I think we just have to circle back around if there's if there's something else pops up. So just wanted to take a quick minute and share with y'all something that happened in the region um, last Friday, Thursday or Friday. I got the call a text Friday afternoon or Friday. Had a call with Arlene on um, on Saturday, and essentially there was a there's a guy by the name of Gary Wilson. I don't know if y'all heard of him or not. But he is going from market center to market center teaching an investor workshop, um, and he's booked. He was booked in a number of areas in the region, and then in a number of areas outside the region. He's from Pennsylvania, and um, came to teach the workshop with her. And on, I guess, whatever day it was, he was there, Thursday or Friday. Um, they have the ALC in the room. They have a class full of people, from what I understand. They set his computer up. He pops in his zip drive. When the zip drive plugs in, a whole bunch of pornography pops up on the screen. Um, what Caitlin was saying, it was pretty graphic stuff. Uh, they said that, you know, they're trying to get it down. She doesn't appear to be too affected by it. And, you know, kind of excuse himself to go get something out of his truck, um, gone for a few minutes, comes back in, teaches the class, and then he leaves. He sent an email later apologizing about it. And as she's sharing the, you know, what happened with me, I'm very much, you know, staying in discovery and just going, you know, we don't know if it could have been a virus, could have been, who knows, viruses, you know, happened. Somebody could have borrowed his computer. We, just, we don't know. In the email, though, that came back, um, you know, he basically apologized for it happening and he apologized for his carelessness. Um, 
It didn't he didn't say it was a virus, he didn't say there was somebody born his computer. It was for his carelessness for letting it happen. Um whatever that whatever that means. And then in that he also made reference that he had taught in every region and every market center in all the regions at some point or another, which, you know, I know obviously isn't true because I'd not heard of him before. So basically kind of ran that by Todd and, you know, said, well, go at 12. And so, you know, what do we do? And, you know, from our standpoint, he doesn't need to be teaching. Um, that will be y'all's call as OPs of how you want to handle that. Um, I didn't know he was coming. He had Monroe on his schedule, and I didn't know that. I'd not even heard that until I was talking to Caitlin about it. And so, you know, it's just one of those things that's just, poof, we're just going to not participate. Um, still out of judgment, but the reality is, is that it just now it's affected inside of a market center, and that's the approach we'll take. Um, so wanted to let y'all know about it. Um, and just is what it is, right? And as OPs, you make the decision, however you want to make the decision on ours is, you know, I'll have a conversation with his original director and then we'll go through the chains of just, you know, above that. Um, I shared this with my team leader in Monroe, said, look, sharing this with you, share this with the PC coach, anything past that, he just had to change the schedule, period, right? Don't have to get anything any more than that. So just wanted y'all to be aware of that. Is there anybody else that has him booked? That what, what's his name again, Chuck? Um, is it Don? It's Gary Wilson. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Thank Gary you. Gary Wilson. He he um, kind of portrays himself. Uh, well, let me just say this. He in his email signature it says KW trained, but if you go on white pages, he is not KWU certified. He's not listed as a trainer anywhere. You pull him up on white pages, it actually shows that he vested retired. So uh -huh. just be weary. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that's that. Check that up my box. <laughs> Let's move on into the call. Uh, so would love to, to visit with everybody around just your thoughts for your 2020 goals. Um, we'll go through the five conversations in a minute of how did we end up in October for owner's profit. We're looking really good, you know, for the year um, as far as hitting our goals and that sort of thing. We'd love to just be able to kind of talk through today and use, you know, leverage today to talk about what is what is our goals, what is our strategies, how can we make sure that, you know, we end strong. We'd love to get some feedback from y'all, kind of a mastermind if we can. Um, and then we have a few profit share things that they are putting for the, the IALC and our ALC to look at that will be coming through, um, you know, at family reunion for us to vote on. One of those would be, and I'll go ahead and hit that real quick just so we can, we can pick that box. Um, one of them would be that we would do a seven-year vesting period is one of the proposals. Um, and this is, should be in your email now. Um, I think Don sent that to you. If he hadn't sent it, he'll be sending it to you while we talk. But uh, proposal one would be extend investing threshold from three years to seven years. There is a tremendous amount of content inside this PowerPoint um, for you to share with your ALC or your team leaders to share with them. And there's also a video that goes along with it. Matt Green is the RD that's in charge of that. And he did a nifty little 23 minute video explanation on how to teach and kind of convey, um, you know, where they came up with seven years. Um, they also have a non-compete that they're looking at. So there's two different rules in there. Proposal one is that seven year to be vested um, proposal two, that there'd be a non-compete policy for vested. If they go out and, you know, go to work for another comp competitor, they'd have six months to move back or they would, you know, they would, they would lose any rights they had to their profit share. And, and so it's a really good job that they did. There's a few things in here when I read through it, I just really, you know, I, I couldn't put the pieces together. And then I went through the video and you know, with the background of why they can, why they did it and where it came from, um, I felt a lot better about it. So 
think the biggest point for those, because not everybody I know as OTs, you may or may not watch that whole thing. You may just leave this to your team leader to handle. Um, and the two parts we want to make sure that everybody know, uh, knows is that policy one and policy two are both totally independent of each other. So neither one of them, you know, if one passes, it doesn't affect number two. If, if one doesn't pass, it doesn't affect number two. They're both two standalone policies. Um, would love to have everybody get this in the hands of your team leader. If, as an OP, I'd love for you to watch the 23-minute video and to understand that. And then we'll be looking for feedback and, um, you know, and then we basically go forward with it for family reunion. So any thoughts, questions about any of that? I know I'm skimming over it. It's really a lot of content and it'd probably be better if you read it first and then we can have a discussion in depth. Um, there's any questions as far as what I just shared there or any thoughts around that? Hey, Chuck, I'm joining the call late here. I'm sorry about that, but is this to, are all of us that are in the system are grandfathered, or is this a? You probably covered this already, but if you had, great. Just kind of give me a quick one. Is is this a new system as of a starting date, or is this subject to everyone who's already in the company? Yeah, so we would be going forward. If it if it passes, it wouldn't affect anybody until like in the future. So it would, okay. everybody grandfathered, they're not going to be changing anything in the proposals at all for anybody that's currently in the system. And like all policies, it would start April 1 as, as soon as the uh, – I'm thinking about it from a recruiting standpoint. This would be subject to an April 1 start date like all the other policies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, they didn't even really get into that part too much because right now this the panel that's put it together – Matt submitted it to us. This first round, it's more for feedback. So I think it's mm. probably mid-December before they would get into really, really detail of implementation and all of that. If it, you know, if it passes or when it passes. That is that help, JD? The answer, I, yeah, the answer to sum it up is I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I no, I, I mean, um, I, I, I've already seen something on this. I think it's just, I think it's just needed. I mean, I kind of wish we would just pass this now. <laughs> make it, make it yeah. January one. Let's, let's go. You know, I mean, this is, this is needed. So JD Matt Green is, is um, heading up a, uh, whatever you call it. Anyway, I just sent you an email from him. All you guys. Yeah. Have he, that. I, yeah, I, I I know Matt. He, he's he's heading up the task force. Task force. Task force. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. he sent out a bunch of um, talking points and things like that that may answer some of your questions. That should be in your email right now. Okay. All right. Anything on that before we dive into where we at with our five conversations and just talk about strategies for this coming year? Okay, cool. So let's talk through, and, and I'm just going to kind of take this in chunks, basically. Um, so goal for the month, our goal was $495,000, 833 a month. Actual this past month was 458000 458, Okay, <laughs> that got long, got tongue-tied there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 92% of our owner's profit goal last year, we did 317, so we're up by 44%, which is really, really cool. Kind of coincides with what uh, that third quarter article that we saw from, um, you know, from Inman News about us. And, um, and then from that, year-to-date, we're at 97% of our owner's profit. If we nailed it, we would be about 100, and we're at four, $4.8 million in owner's profit. We're $104,000 off from what we said we would be, which is pretty freaking phenomenal. So good job on that. That's some, that's some Todd Butzer number closeness there. I mean, that guy can nail it. So y'all have done a great job in making sure to hit that number. Um, when y'all do this with your with your leadership, what does it look like of when you go through your one three fives and four ones? 
How do you do that? Have you already started it? Give us some feedback on what that looks like for next year and how do you set this up so that you're ready to win? Chuck, are you saying the 135 for next year is what you're saying? Yep, yep. And and I'd love some processes like, and I I don't, have you met with your market centers already, J.D., to start that process? Uh, I, yeah, three, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the process a, a little bit. So, uh, we did our we did our 135 um, paralleling last year's 135 about uh, maybe a month ago, and we looked at where we were, where we were tracking. We actually looked at the 135 and said, okay, what one of these fives we didn't do that we should have done, and which one of these fives doing didn't change anything? Uh, and that was an interesting conversation because. Uh, some of the fives were like, what were we thinking a year ago? Like, would, did we lose our minds? And some of the goals and some of the tactics we went blowing by like they were standing still. And some of them were like, I, I don't know what we were drinking when we made this. Um, and that's a product of us not looking at it uh, as regularly as we should. And as some of y'all know, I started two new team leaders in the last 30 days. And so there was some re-queuing with them. And so it was good because the staff had already hit them. Uh, and in all my market centers, I use profit share as my one goal. And then everything that we do drives towards profit share. And so uh, we would, we've been working on that. And we have purposely marked ours as draft because the budget process, which is almost done, has to support what the 135 says. And all the ALCs 135s have to support what our 135 says. So we're in the roll-up process. And in the next two weeks, by the end of, of the month, uh, we should have it all tied up and finalized, if you will. But we're in draft right now. And so all this month, we've been having conversations with both the leadership, um, what, what, you know, what they call the executive leadership, and then the leadership. So the executive leadership, uh, MCA, team leader, assistant team leader, and then you know, leadership, then, of course, is the staff. And so there's two conversations. And then, the, and then the third entity into that is is what is the ALC for 2020? What's their week one, three, five, and how does that tie into all of it? So November is all about draft. All the conversations are about tying this down as tight as we can, so we can track it, and then the MCA putting the numbers to it so we can measure it. And that's kind of where we are. And at times I'm wondering if, like through this process, we we you know of course I'm having in some cases having the same conversation four times. And I'm thinking to myself, are we doing this right? Are we not doing this right? What could we be doing that we're not doing and, and those kind of things? And I know that having more, the, the more conversations we have, the tighter we get in the process. So, uh, and I think that every one of my market centers is going to beat their annual goal, uh, in some cases substantially. And so I'm super pleased with them. I want to give them all a hug. Very cool. that help, Is that it does. That was a it does. I have a, <laughs> I have a, a lot of questions around it, and yet I'd love to get some feedback from everybody else because I, I loved it. Um, what do you guys give us some feedback? What are y'all thinking? Jeremy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> it's it's funny that you asked, Jeff. I was just wondering what you thought. Oh my God! I am I am not <laughs> I'm not one to run around and kumbaya and get buy-in. So I just set the bar and we do that. I mean that's. <laughs> So I'm running, uh, you know, different market centers, different different goals, different processes, different talent, different ALC, different top 20% agent thinkers, everything, right? But using Baton Rouge as the example, uh, I've got them on the million-dollar journey, so million dollars to profit share. So much like what JD is describing there, it is a process of starting with that and then reverse engineering back down to what are all the activities that absolutely have to happen over the next 36 months to make that the reality? And I started with a one, three, five based on uh, greater Baton Rouge lore, 
from that's projected for 2019. And then assuming no big market swing in either direction, figuring out uh, closed units, closed sales volume, um, that would produce those types of numbers from company dollar perspective and also hopefully becoming more efficient with the way we work so that our expense to company dollar ratio falls with the increase and doesn't rise with it. Um, and then instrumenting that to the extension of the leadership team, which is the ALC, and making sure that where we're going with that, much like JD described, is going to be contributing to that end and that we're getting better over the next three years. Uh, one of the things that I know JD heard and that Phil's on the call heard when we went and saw Gary is, are you on the million dollar journey? <clears throat> and uh, and that's, that's what he means. So is, and I, I think it's, it's cool because when you have this conversation with mega agents, it's it's completely transferable, and that is, it really is irrelevant to what effect you get to the million dollar mark on the pyramid, whether it is you gross a million, net a million, uh, gift a million, whatever it is. Just as if you're on that journey, it brings out the best in everybody around you when they're all focused on that. And a lot of the BS that gets in our way tends to fall away when we keep the conversation focused on that. Wow, that sounds like the right thing to do <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Talk to us, talk to us, Jeff. Well, um, well, the million dollar journey would certainly excite everybody and it would be consistent and create a lot of energy and buy-in and you'd get a group because let's face it, like how many of our ALC members do the 15 in their first level as we challenge them every year? We couldn't even get them to get involved with a disappearing cap when we give them the cap. So if they brought two, uh, not trying to be the devil's advocate at all. Not, I, man, I would love everything Jeremy said and JD, I would love to have that. What we're going to do is we are going to set that million-dollar profit share thing. I, I love that as a draw. And I want to have, a, of course, like a 600-agent population expectation here and then a strategic plan to get there with ISAs in every office. And everyone will be recruiting. Every office will be almost somewhat independent. We're going to have just everyone's going to go for it with uh, bonus opportunities attached to the growth. And this year, for the first time, we're going to have a detrimental or a negative uh, if, if on the net if they lose people. It's going to be deducted from anything they gain. And I'm going to make it as simple as I can. <laughs> And we will go on the attack mode. Chuck, just a question for the group. Is anybody having uh, energy issues with their leadership team at this time of year? <laughs> Man. Is that just me, <laughs> that just me right now? Or is that... Is that no, I'm an it is not. Me right <laughs> now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Give me a five-hour five energy, please. Send one to me. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I manipulated something that may be useful uh, for for some of you if y'all want to use it, and that is I don't know manipulation stronger, but it's it's just a way to try to re-engage and try to get people fired up to finish strong, which will of course lead to a great start to a Q1 as we all know, and trying to get people not to disengage in their their top things. This is you know leadership team and agents, and that is the acronym that Gary's been teaching us all year, thinking like a CEO and what do those three letters mean? You create energy, you engage talent, and then ultimately own the result. So I'm just asking my leadership team, grade yourself on your energy level toward each other on the leadership team and also give yourself a grade as to the energy level that you're giving to your agents that you're trying to get them pumped up to not slough off this time of year as well. And then when it comes to engaging talent, you'll you'll know what your score is from them. 
as to whether or not you're the one who has to continually engage high-minded conversations, or are they coming to you with their thoughts? And that way, there's, there's just a way to kind of objectively read what kind of energy are you giving off to the world. And, and if that's going to produce the result and you're not going to play the blame game of, you know, technology is not great or, what you know, you've got some immaturity on your leadership team that's not pulling their weight or whatever the case may be, you start to realize the only part of that cycle that you can control is what energy do you bring to the things that matter. And that's going to have the effect of breaking the cycle if you're not happy with your results more than anything. Does that make sense? I love that. So, and, and I'd love to unpack that. Todd challenged me two weeks ago to bring to the call, hello, how are y'all? I have nothing. What are y'all working on that's exciting? And then just shut up. He said, I wonder what would happen. So let's see what happens. Well, why would he? Why would he? Why would he? Why would he say? Why would he ask me that? And it wasn't towards our region, right? It was just towards just any OP team leader call, anything like that. And just what would happen if we had a 32-minute mastermind conversation around what are y'all excited about? Which is exactly what Jeremy just said. Grading. His, his leadership said, I'm challenging you to grade yourself and then grade the, the, your agents. Are they coming to you with exciting things they're working on or are they mentally checking out? Where are we at in that? Can we mastermind around that? the energy when when that came up everybody started laughing and goes whoa yeah me included jeremy where would you take that if we applied it to us now as a region for me this is my favorite time of year like you know i hate the summers it's in my four one you know it's in my five-year plan to just be gone from the fourth of july until labor day like go up north somewhere this weather is like this gets me fired up i get energy i'm I'm in there just you know everybody's like man what's what is jeremy on right now i'm like nothing it's just 62 and not a cloud in the sky like i love this so um for me it's it's just real important to try to infuse that energy, be the positive influence. I'm trying to add talent to my leadership teams as a new, there's a newness that comes with a new face on your leadership team that gets people energized. So I'm starting to see the value of having somebody grow into a new spot so that you can bring somebody new onto the leadership team that creates a new buzz, new energy. Um, And these are the things that I think we can control as an operating partner. And I think when our, t- when our TLs especially want to boo-hoo about whatever the challenges are that we face, which are real, I'm not underestimating those, we still get a chance to control whether or not we're going to bring everything we got with a lot of good positive energy or not. Very true. Am I still on? Was I on mute the whole time? Like, what happened? No, Did anybody no, hear no. me? It's, oh, it's no. Yelling, Jeremy. You were so good. Everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> mic drop. Total mic drop. And I'm not kidding you. That's the truth. So I guess challenge yourself. How do you get fired up? What What about being an operating partner? When I'm asking myself the question now, two and a half years in, how how am I keeping my energy up? I can tell you this. I look back at my medical device career from 15 years before that and still say to myself, is this a way better spot than what you were doing slaving in the OR every day? And the answer is absolutely. So be really, really happy with the opportunity and do not ever let yourself get jaded to whatever challenges your people face or you face. 
because my worst day here is still infinitely better than my best day in my previous career, which was good. I just didn't know how good this was. So that's how I get fired up. Guys, I'm just going to let y'all lead the conversation. I love that. What are you thinking? I think it's an imperative time for the OPs to not only be strong near the end, but be working on our vision and budget and so forth for next month and just to keep our people energized. And to do that, we have to, uh, I'm in bold right now in Lafayette with, with my people in, uh, from Lake Charles. And uh, we just this past week heard uh, Mo Anderson's, if you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. And so it's on us. We have to like be enthusiastic for our people because if we're not enthusiastic, odds are they're not going to be enthusiastic. I don't want them checking out fourth quarter. No way. Chuck, one of the things that I've done for the last two years is I've backloaded my goals on the growth initiative for bonuses for how my leadership team gets paid. Mm. And it's worked. It's worked in the sense that they have to hit a bigger goal in Q4 than they've ever had to hit for the year on those quarters. Mm. Um, I'm starting to rethink that a bit now just because What I want is for, for them to have some semblance of an off-season to a degree without really taking their foot off the gas. I would like for them to be under the gun from Q1 right out of the gate, one, two, and three, nail their goals for the year, and that way in Q4 they are not necessarily coasting, it's just a, a different philosophy on it. It's worked what I've done so far to make them feel like they're playing with a lead. But I think they're past that now. I think now I need to get them fired up early so that when they get to the fourth quarter, they feel like the, the elephant really got smaller there at the end. What do you think? Anybody have a, a take it. on that? And that's what I was going to say. I love it, and there's something you had shared with me once before about how it would cause you to work all the way down to the 31st of December <laughs> with a doctor that I thought was intriguing, and I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say. Jeff, JD, anybody got a take on that? How you how well, you're trying to do your goals for twenty? Yeah, I think this is. Uh, I think you make an interesting point about an off season. Uh, I just had a team leader in essence retire, and and she, you know she's done a great job for me. Three years, she's uh, four years, she's double, tripled the market size. She's just tired, and there's something to what you're saying there, Jeremy, because they're they're. I don't want to use the word grind, but you get the idea. They're grinding it out day in and day out, and there almost has to be a there has to be a slowdown period where you can recoup and regroup. Um, and you know, 
I mean, Jeff, you've been the team leader for a long time. You, you know that the grind wears on you and, and on your whole team. So there has to be a pause, catch your breath before you go out there and do it again. And I, I, I haven't figured it out, by the way, but I think you're, I, Jeremy, I think you're on to something there. Well, how how cool would it be if everybody had a goal in December of like you put it you put it there, your leadership team would look at you sideways and go, "Is this a typo, Jeremy?" I'm like, "No, the goal for December is zero. By the way, 2020 didn't go down. You just got to do it in 11 months rather than 12. If y'all want to have that moment of recuperation, let's hit our goal before Thanksgiving, and then y'all got five weeks to figure out what you're gonna do." And you'll be playing with such a lead at that point. I'd be really interested to see what, what number they actually put up in December when they're not even trying. And and do they feel better about their their journey because of that? So I'm just looking at the psychology of, of how I'm going to set this up, and that's the biggest thing I'm working on right now. Lucy, what are you thinking? Hey, here's something. One year, Walter and I were team leader, assistant team leader, and we had this you know, crazy goal that we were going to do this, do that, and we beat it. It's like it was standing still. I forgot, Walter. I think it was November. I've been October. I don't know. One, the goal wasn't big enough, and two, we beat the goal, and there was this sense of like, okay, should we just lay back? Can we just coast? Uh, and of course, you know, it was me, Walter, and Lance, so it was it was a pretty good little team, and there was no laying back. I mean, we just like it made us almost go faster. Uh, I don't know Walter could probably comment on this. I don't know if uh, Lance is on the call, but. I mean, it was like, we were like, hey, we're there. Let's take a breather. And there was no, like, we, that was just like, we thought about that for like four minutes in the hallway. And then it was like, nah, we're not laying back. <laughs> there's, there's no way. And I forgot what we did. Something like 160 gross, some crazy number. And that was like a region high until Jeff and Jeremy, uh, Jeff and Jamie decided that that number was small. Uh, now the number is something. I don't know what the number is now, Jeff. It's like 300 a year, some crazy no Like, I don't know if you're cloning agents over there or not. I'm not sure what your technology is, but no one had ever done 150. And we went, by, you know, so the whole thing about giving them time to, for them to, you know, back their goal down or coast or regroup, we experienced it. And we didn't, we didn't think about it for 10 seconds. And we said, no, let's push harder. So there, there, there might be a psychology to this. Hit your goal, and then the momentum and energy of that will actually make you go faster. And, and I don't know that. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, here's a really radical idea. As you were saying that, JD, like, what if you? <laughs> I don't know if I even should even say this. What if we said that, like, whatever the market center earns in that last month goes to excess amount of bonus and whatever you know what i mean like they get a chance to work hard for 11 straight months and produce something that's never been done before by the last month of the year there's there's all kinds of things you can do to motivate towards a specific end but like we heard on the national call today i think it's equally important to know that their big why is strongly attached to that outcome right and I heard some interesting numbers listening to the national call uh, that they were some of the people were on there were throwing around about being a team leader and what percent of the profitability was coming to them as the TL did anybody catch that oh, oh yeah I definitely caught that like it was, it was like Check a TL. I don't have these people muted. 
It, it's a real number. It, it's a total it, was, real it was really, really cool. It was like 35% of the total profitability, right? Um, which my, I don't know if that would be an all-time high in our region, if anybody does that already. Um, I would imagine that's how, that's how you either grow or attract really top-end talent is with numbers that, you know, hearing that guy, I think his last name was Dietz, talk about getting on the million-dollar journey himself and that if, if he does X for X amount of time, he knows for sure it's going to produce a million dollars for him as a TL. You know, what does that what does that do for an investment group when you have a TL that's on the million dollar journey? Do we have any TLs in our region that are on the million dollar journey? Is anybody has any TL told any of the OPs on this call? I'm on it and I know exactly how I'm gonna get there? Not me. Well, Jeremy, I think that there's something to be said about an MLS that can support that kind of journey. I mean, there's not many MLSs. So, I mean, when you talk to these guys, and it's just the fact of where we are, but you talk to these guys and they're on this million-dollar journey or they're making $500,000 as a a TL and they're in MLS with 5, 10, 15, 25,000 people, and I think there's only one place in our region where there's an MLS that size ratio. I think it's Jess, by the way, that has an MLS large enough with only one market center to support those kinds of numbers. Uh, from a straight unit count and from, uh, you know, possible listings, possible closings, price point, those kinds of things. I think you're right. And I, I think formula restriction to that too, you know? Yeah. I think there's a way to take a look at aggregation over X amount of time and make that the first benchmark of the million dollar journey. So if, if you, if you think that as of right now, it can't be done in a single year, well, how many years at optimal 20% market share would it take? And maybe that's the million, that's the defined millionaire journey for that TL in their marketplace. I think there's a couple of different ways to look at this. I don't, I don't know that it always has to be an annual goal. I think for a lot of us, it would make sense to say, okay, how, how many years is it going to take for me to, to grow some million combined? Yeah, and when you add profit share to that, and then the possible. Uh, other opportunities where they may own part of a market share or own some uh, investment with the OP or, you know, multiple streams of income, the conversation gets a little easier to, to dream, uh, dream yeah. about, you know? And so it's not just about uh, how much you're going to make in your bonus based on profit, but how much you're going to get in profit share. What other opportunities are you and I going to be in business together on where you're going to be part of the LLC and you get a dividend for it? Those conversations, uh, I think, make a part of the, at least some sense for the the million dollar journey. Absolutely. And then in in that, my agent said to me, he said, "Listen, you realize that I'm going to make a million dollars with profit share." And I said, "How are you going to do that?" He said, "It's real easy. I'm going to get to fifty thousand dollars in profit share, and then I'm going to do it every year for twenty years." It got everybody's attention, by the way. He's at like 25 or some number like that. And he's been averaging, you know, 18 to 20, 22, something like that. And what he said to me is, is I'm going to be the guy who's going to get $10 million prop chip. It's an interesting idea, by the way. And that's just profit share now. Yeah, that's really cool. In that scenario you're describing, J.D., about somebody being involved in other opportunities ancillary to their position, how, how good did they get at the, at the position that you hired them for primarily when they're involved in all that other stuff as well? Like it raises their lid and their uh, financial education that now 
they have so much more value to offer agents in a business conversation because now they've learned how to be business people themselves. Yeah, I mean, some of y'all really really, Lance and I are really partners. You know, he's got what he watches, I got what I watch. And now that we're partners, he is constantly pushing me for other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm like, dude, get off me. Go, you know, go make sure the call coordinator <laughs> is in some way. And, uh, but, but the other part of this is he's pushing me to go out and create more net worth for both he and, you know, we're doing life together. Me, you know, our families are tied together. And it has created such a, um, there's such an energy around that that's pretty cool. So this all sounds like achievement ceilings, kind of like being a coach, evaluating your whole group, figuring out where your weakness spots are and doing something about them. That would probably be a who's your who. And becoming so much better than everyone else in your market that people come, they everybody, you, you get the best. And then it's not a grind, right? Everybody on the team's in it. Well, what oh, kind yeah, of everybody? what kind of yeah, what kind of energy do you create, Jeff, in that environment, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I like the whole concept of looking at the million dollar journey, and it could be two years, five years, or ten years. It's just to, it's still just that, not just one. That's interesting, too. I love that. Yeah, well, here's the, here's the deal. If you said, hey, listen, team leader, I want to put you on a five-year track for a million dollars. That's $200,000 a year. You want to start today, you want to wait a year to get started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question right there, too. Oh, my gosh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm starting to realize, and not starting, I think I've come to realize, and now I'm seeing the actual value of it is, uh, like I said earlier, just making the appropriate changes on your team based on where you know you're going mm-hmm. and filling it with the person who really wants that. Yeah. It, it outstrips um, – any of the limitations that even we as OPs sometimes put on our own business. And I get, I get fired up when I have just like what, what JD's describing there about Lance about, you know, I get fired up when people on my leadership team are coming to me going, what else you got? And that's kind of how I define cul-de-sac versus capacity talent using the red book definition. And, you know, that's, my cul-de-sac talent people are, are, are real happy with what they're doing and don't mess with me. And as long as they're contributing to the overall goal, I usually don't. But it would be cool if I could fill the ranks with 100% capacity talent. That's probably the only way I get to spend my six weeks somewhere in the mountains and get out of here in July. How about this, Chuck? If I if I can put leadership teams together that have that that you know are all capacity talent people, could you fill in as OP for me for those six weeks? Would that be an easy gig for you at that point, just to be like the fill in? Absolutely. I might. Hey, not, hey, I Jerry, probably would still mess it up. And yeah, yeah. Jerry, don't say something short. Call me first. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I figured you'd already be out of town though with me, JD, at that point, you know, for Oh yeah, I would definitely leverage it out. I'd have somebody working (laughs) (laughs) So we tie all of this back to energy, right? So and I love all of that. And if we tie it back to energy, what so what 
how are those two inter how are they related and what do we do like there's not an easier time to take market share than now because everybody's not working and everybody's thinking of a change and i think if you're on track for if you hit your goals you're at 100 percent of your goals all the way across your team ought to take off because the goal is the goal right gary would say if you hit your goal take the rest of your off everybody if you're not what do you do what do you tie all of what we talked about back into the energy conversation that well like literally when you said that everybody is experiencing the same thing around low energy it sounds like have we fixed that or have we got a solution for that yet from the conversation? Be a choose not to go there or look for something to stir you up. Look, if LSU can finally beat Alabama and <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my son's life, you know, he's eight, then I think anything's like anything's possible. Get yourself fired up and ready and focused. Yeah. renewed, whatever whatever it takes, right? But you only do that when you, like, you know, LSU had to clear its entire cupboard of coaches to do this. What they had had before was not working. It was never going to work with that leadership in place, all the way up to the athletic director. Well, you know what Preston did? So Preston decided that it wasn't going to be a grind for him next year and that he wasn't going to have redundant conversations. And the first thing he did was he mapped out his entire year's calendar, training, vacations, reunion, ignite classes, all of it. Team meetings for 2020 done. And his intention is to step into next year and focus on the most important one thing and for him to be happy doing the job that he wants to do. Interesting, huh? And he is yeah, fired up. Yeah, is one thing, by the way, that's curious. That his, he wants to be like Gary where he influences people to come to Keller Williams by teaching. So the training model. He's going to use um, training as the attractor. Mm-hmm. He's so smart. That dude mm-hmm. is right here smarter than most of us. Mm-hmm. Took him one year to figure all that out, right? So this Whatever. is what you you get the highest yeah. talented person. You start paying attention to what they see, and they'll lead you places you've never been. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strong. I think that's I think that's to Jeremy's point. You know, a fresh person on the team can actually lead you into something that you hadn't once seen before. I saw this today in my office. I've become store blind to the the dinginess of our office. And my new team leader says, "Hey, who cleans this? Who's supposed to take care of that? Why why is that not organized?" Uh, to the point, he was starting to get on my nerves a little bit, to be honest with you. But but he's a fresh set of eyes. And, I, you know, I've become store blind. I didn't see it anymore. Didn't, it wasn't even on my radar. And here's a new guy on the team. He's saying, hey, look over here. You see this? Walk around with a camera and just take pictures of your whole office and then go get them produced and then look at them. And you'll see all the messes that you did haven't seen for a while. <laughs> that's something I like yeah, it to be once. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only do that if you're okay with yourself, because you will wind up so frustrated. 
Well, you have to be better. That. When you did that, when you did that a couple of years ago, Jeff, we decided to do that deal, and I wanted to fire myself for about a week. Yeah, it's <laughs> rough. I know. But you got to be better in all ways, right? In appearance, too, presentation of technology, culture, the whole conversation, the whole package has to be there. That's a good point because when I'm looking at what I have to work with from a to make the market center a cool place to hang out, it's just not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a it's a professional environment. People get stuff done. It's highly productive. But it's not like I guess it's kind of like what Capital One is attempting to do with their banks. I saw I don't that. Know if, I don't know if their model is similar, but I mean, it's what I'd like is to have mar- a market center where the the common space is so large it can be used for so many different things. And ultimately, when it's not in use, it's full of agents at our market center that are just hanging out, doing their work. Yeah, Linda, are you on? Or Nick? Is Vanderbilt like I- that? Yeah, it it is because of what they did to reorganize space. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking I'm thinking of even a larger perspective of that because it still has a um I don't know. It's it still has a very business like feel to it, which is good, but at the same time I'm also looking for an entertainment feel to it as well. Uh-huh. Has anyone been to the office in Tribeca in New York? Yeah. It has got that, whatever that is he's talking about. It's got that collaborative, big, open, bright, light, collaborative. South Lake has got that too, by the way, if you've been to South Lake. Um, what one of my team leaders said is, is that it feels like there's no place to hide, is the way she put it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, whatever, whatever you're talking like, I don't know what you put on that. But that open, modern, energy-driven, collaborative space, um, you know. Well, my MAPS coach was telling me that when Gary Keller is rewriting a new model for a market center that he's given to just the people in his inner circle, and there's nine different aspects to it, and one of them is turning your market center into that. That it's got to be a place like having individual office spaces is falling away from this idea of what the market center should look like. And it's going to be more about big community common space, big church, you know, so to speak. Um, you know, what I, what the OP that we had a few weeks ago that I went to go see up in Wisconsin, you know, his market center looks like that. It's got a big central core of like, I want to say like 8,000 square feet. So you could have, you could host a bold in there. You could, um, you know, anything you want to do. They could have their Christmas party in there. They could have just Taco Tuesday, you you name it. Like there's going to be something to do in that space every day. And it's indoor, outdoor. It opens up to this big old patio. I mean, it's, it feels like you're in a resort. Oh, feels like you're in a resort. And it might give our associates some confidence to invite some people that are not KW to say, just come hang out. So do y'all want to get a couple of people on, a couple of those OPs or team leaders on the call and ask them, is it working as good as what it appears to be? And should we look at their multi-year trends before we do or do that Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay. Well, don't if you want, just text me who you want on, and we'll just invite one of them on, or both of them. Hey, Chuck. More. Yep. I got an additional request. I, okay. I think the world of Jeff and Jeremy, by the way, I love giving them a hard time, but I think they're top professionals in their field. 
I'm wondering if there's anyone on the call besides the three of us that have something to say that are, I don't know, maybe they're playing solitaire right now. Maybe they got the phone on and actually, I'm not sure, but I, like, I know I can call Jeff anytime and give him a hard time. I think that this conversation, like we got to like, I know y'all are tired of hearing from me. So who else has got another perspective? Who's been to another office and has said, hey, I've been to that office, and that office has got what Jeremy's talking about. Because I learned a lot by going to these other offices. I learned, I learned a lot about what to do, and I've also learned about what not to do. So who's been in an office and said, that's it, or they're on it, or they're close to it? That's what I'm curious about. Tell me where to go look. Let me go stand in someone else's office for five minutes. I know there's somebody else on the call besides us. No, road trip, road trip, JD, road trip. I like it. I like yeah. it. I like it. Listen, when we went to San Antonio, we learned a lot. That's what happens when I mean, you get out of your zip code. Yeah, I would yeah. love to to hear about what office. I mean, obviously we know Wisconsin, and what are you saying, JD, San Antonio? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's two offices, Heritage and what's the other one's called? Lindy's is the other one. We might we might be worth it to call Office Solutions and say, hey, which office did you just do that you're super pleased with? And let's figure out if that OP will entertain us for 20 minutes. Because it's not just about the design of the office. It's, you know, it's a little bad about who does what. I mean... Lance came with us on that trip, and when we got back, he was redoing the org chart before we landed. I mean, he was scratching on this pad and dry erasing over in the other room. I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm redoing the org chart for next year. I'm like, what What are you talking about? He says, did you see how they had the MCA over there and the assistant MCA? And did you see how they came up? To, I was like, oh, gosh. I'm, okay, I'll leave you alone, Lance. Tell me what I'm supposed to report. Um but listen, he made us more efficient by, you know, talking with those folks at South Bay, at um, San Antonio. Like San Antonio has got three team leaders. The staff is 35 people. There's 1,016 agents. He told me last week, he said, I'm, we're going to purposely go negative on the net. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna call out the D players and replace them with B players. And we're going to teach the B players how to make money and hire people for us. It's like, dude, can I pay you to say that to my people? Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. It's a different perspective. A thousand agents. You think that guy's got a million dollar plan? Listen, one of the team leaders is retired from his law practice, so he gets to be a team leader. So you put that in perspective. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And and when we asked uh, we asked those folks what is it they do and what do they say, Chuck says this lady is the operations manager and she does she knows where everybody is. They had an oh, operations yeah. manager. Oh yeah, monitoring. That's that what I'm hiring. Manager. Everybody did their job. I'm hiring that at Red Stick right now. An operations manager. Yep. So director of operations and it's going to be that this person will basically be an extension of me. That's there five days a week. Just asking everybody, did you do your job today? Oh man. I love that. Can I apply? <laughs> so, so You'd be good at that too, JD. You would. No, good. seriously. That's what I do all day long. Oh, no. Hey, what are you doing? Are you doing your job? <laughs> Put down that free coffee. Do your job. <laughs> are you, are, <laughs> coffee's for closers, right? That's right. That's right. How many pennies do you have? Let's get away from that coffee pot. You lost your mind. Do you have seven pendings? Then you don't get coffee. Go away. That's Go get right. them. Here's the cure. Right. Bring your own pod. <laughs> So we ought to do, Chuck, the next one is just have that little five-minute blurb at the beginning of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. I know it's got terrible language, but it would get everybody fired up. And it is about real estate sales, right? So, yeah. Absolutely. 
Just I'll drop something on you before we leave. We, it, well, I'm not putting this in writing for to drop it on the goal for the region, but it is our goal here to gross over 400 next year. Mm. I hope you do it. Setting up the plan to to implement that. I'm shooting for you. Wow. Jeff, you're like Nick Saban. I feel like every time I get my team better, you've just recruited five more five-star players that I now have to figure out how I'm going to defend, man. It's like, can you just be happy with – can you just be happy one year with what you have and just take your foot off the gas, please? My mother said that to me one day. <laughs> I said, it must be your fault that I'm, I can't do that. I don't know. It's, it, it's a blessing and a curse, I'll tell you. Oh, to have yeah, well, we'll, we'll like take that. it as a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see Every how you look you... at the awards banquet, lifting that trophy. You look just like Nick Saban does, you know, with that scowl on his face going, I don't even want this trophy. I just want to get back to work. <laughs> Everybody has two hours on the way home, and then we're going back to work. That's right. You know, go have your little 30-minute, just you know, not a 30-minute pity party, a 30-minute celebration, and get back to work. Yeah, awards and stuff yeah. don't really do much for me uh, for long, <laughs> about a minute. Really. Love you, Jeff. Love you, Jeff. Thank you. Bless, blessing and a curse. My People don't like that. That's not, you know, they, you got to have fun. I don't have fun, hardly ever. Except when you're on your vacations about nine times this year, I'm just saying. <laughs> Or you're on OP calls. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Great call. Good job. Yeah, good job, you guys. <laughs>